We'd like to warn our listeners that this episode deals with topics of abuse, addiction, and death. Hello and welcome to your spiritual awakening. We're here to teach you the word of Godney and all about the legendary Miss Britney Spears. You're listening to episode 7. Bye, bye, bye. Hello everyone, today we are going to discuss the no good, terrible, very bad Justin Timber fake. Good one. (laughs) So he's not the worst person alive, and unfortunately he's not even the worst person in Britney's life, but he sure is a scumbag and a great example of a misogynistic freak who built his career by stepping on the backs of women who are equally as, or even more, talented and deserving than he is. Yes, I will admit, Justin is very, very talented. Okay? I can admit that. Somehow that makes his clownery even worse, because honestly, like, I would be a fan. I mean, sexy back. Yeah, that's... sexy back. Iconic. It's so hard because his music is really good. Crammy River. Yeah, I mean, come, okay, well, or let's what about not Mirror? get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. It's like your mommy. It's so good. Yeah. So much of his music is just really, I mean, it's good. We can admit that. I would be a fan of him if Britney and Justin had ended on good terms and he was just like a nice, regular dude who made good music, and didn't cheat on his anti-vax wife. Yes, Jessica is anti-vax. Well, just another reason not to like them. (laughs) So... Can't blame him for cheating. Just kidding. Anyway. Anyways. The art and the artist. Inseparable. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. So, the question of the day. I wanted to go and do something a bit offbeat. A little bit different than the huge. Justin is famous for many things, but most importantly, he is known for his luscious ramen noodle locks. Yes. So, I would love to know, what is your favorite flavor or, like, combo for ramen? Like, what what kind of ramen do you like to eat? I went to Japan a few years ago. And I got this amazing vegan, like, coconut milk ramen, which is really rare. So vegan ramen is extremely rare. Even vegetarian ramen. Um, It's not really a thing in Japan. But we found this one, and it was so creamy and just, like, so delicious. And I have yet to find a ramen as good as that one. I mean, shocker, it was in Japan. So, duh. Anyway, what kind of ramen do you like? I really like, in high school, I would go to Dollarama, and they have 69-cent packages of vegetable ramen. And you know what? That shit was delicious. So you're a simple gal. Just, like, plain uh, nothing. No, I don't add anything. I just just eat it. That's quick and easy, folks. Um... Just like me. (laughs) Alright, so... (laughs) So, uh, oh, you know what? Really quick, Kylie Jenner, like, you know, came out with this weird ramen recipe five years ago or something. Oh. And it always weirded me out because I think she puts butter in it, which is really odd. That's an abomination. 
And when I, whenever I see people put cheese in their ramen, I'm like, that's, that's wrong. an abomination. You can't put it dairy just, in the ramen. <laughs> it feels so incorrect. It is incorrect. Okay, so let's get into the king of ramen hair himself. Not really, because this is a Britney podcast, but anyway. Last episode, we covered the breakup for a quick refresher. Why did I say it like that? Quick? Quick refresher. I watched too much RuPaul's. Anyway, <laughs> um, for a quick refresher, in case you forgot, Justin found a letter that revealed that Brittany had cheated on him with their choreographer and friend, Wade Robson. But we didn't really go into that much detail because, to be honest, I wanted that episode to be just, like, happy, fun, cute, silly. It's pretty much downhill from here in terms of positivity and sunshine. Not to say that there aren't more great moments, but as most of you know, it's about to get pretty bad in just a few years. And as many believe, that sort of, like, toppling of the idol starts now, after the breakup with Justin. As we all know, or most of us know, I'm guessing, breakups tend to sort of drag out. Especially when you are, you know, very young or when it's your first serious relationship. Justin discovered the letter the same day that they appeared together on SNL, which was February 2nd, 2002. Um, However, they did not break up publicly until March. This may have been partially because Crossroads premiered in February and their PR thought it would be better for both of them to remain together because they were like a power couple, you know? They really were. Um, It was kind of shocking when they broke up. So they went to the premiere together, of course, and Brittany is wearing this quintessential 2000s outfit. It's like a dress over jeans and a newsboy cap. Hold on, I'll show you. I think I know what you're talking about. I mean, it's iconic. Everyone knows this. This look. This one. Oh my god. Come on. The boots. Everything being the same color. Like, the color. Yeah, the dress over the boots. It's a lot. Fashion icon. It's a lot to take in. Um, So, let's keep that hat in mind. It actually plays a big role in this story, and it's made a sort of reappearance lately. According to an Entertainment Weekly, and just a note, we will be going over a lot of Entertainment Weekly articles. Article from March 28th, uh, 2002. Brittany and Justin had actually both been denying their breakup for weeks up until late March. He also mentioned that she had stopped wearing a friendship ring, a diamond friendship ring that he apparently had given her the summer before. Weird. So were they engaged or were they not? I don't know. This entertainment friendship ring. Maybe they were starting to. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to like start some shit, stir the pot. Maybe they were just pulling this out of their ass. I did find like some gossip forums about them being engaged, but you know, I mean, gossip forums always, since like the beginning of time, have been talking about. Oh, so-and-so's getting engaged. So-and-so's... It's like Demois. I mean... Yeah. She's pregnant. Yeah. It's... (laughs) They're secretly married. But they're totally not. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. So this diamond ring that they're talking about, I did some digging and I sort of realized that it was the ring Brittany was talking about um, in 
the diary episode from um, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So actually, she said um, that it was just a friendship ring and she actually wore it on her pinky. There are also interviews where she talks about marriage and we posted them um or we posted we will post them on instagram and she sort of says like oh you know i mean we're interested in marriage but not right now and she really sort of emphasizes that and of course these two have misled the public about their relationship at this point in time also i i do believe that it could have been a promise ring it honestly could have just been a regular ring with intention of marriage later on but I do not believe that it was an engagement ring because I believe personally that their PR would have milked that for (laughs) everything they could I mean that's huge news uh would have their stars would have risen even higher so yeah that's that about the diamond friendship ring they were seen at the same nightclub but dancing with different people and Justin was seen with like a mystery brunette in New York And this makes me think that their PR wanted them to be seen together, but they were not actually together, right? So they're, like, supposed to enter the same places together, and then as soon as they're out of the public eye, they just, like, completely separate. That's awkward. Yeah, imagine. (laughs) Hell no. Alright, so I have a quick funny story. But for the longest time, it was rumored that Brittany and Justin had had a very interesting encounter So the story goes that Brittany saw Justin at a club with Jenna Dewan. I think that's how you pronounce her name, who is a dancer and who you probably know is the ex-wife of Channing Tatum. Not because she's not like cool or successful in her own right, but just because like, to be honest, he's just a lot more famous than she is. Anyway, so Brittany saw them dancing together. She approached them and I'll just read this amazing paragraph from E. Quote, in 2002, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake reportedly had a confrontation at a Los Angeles club a few months after their split, which allegedly escalated into a full-on dance-off. According to the memorable U.S. Weekly report, Spears confronted Timberlake after she spotted him dancing with his then-girlfriend, Jenna Dewan, and the two hashed it out on the dance floor for 90 minutes. Yep. What? (laughs) So this was actually covered in her horrible lifetime um, biopic, and yeah, I mean, it was also a skit on SNL, so... So it's real. It happened? Okay, let's hold our horses. Okay, okay. Jenna herself was actually asked to confirm this rumor in 2017, and I'll read an excerpt uh, of the, I guess, interview from a Glamour magazine article, Um, but I believe that the... Like, she originally said this on um, Andy Cohen's show. I forget what it's called, but anyway. Quote, in response to a caller's question, Dewan Tatum said, Okay, so this dance-off situation, it never happened, people. No, it was in tabloids and everyone thought this happened. I really wish I could say that happened because that would be the coolest story in the world. It would be so awesome. I wish I could say that, but no, it never happened. Not that I saw Dewan Tatum said that, said she was one of Timberlake's backup dancers, quote, like during after the breakup. It was like the whole drama of all that. She continued, I was an actress. I didn't know what was going on. It was the craziest, wildest thing, but there was no dance off. People ask me all the time. It's like, no, 
I don't know what they're talking about. That was made up by Us Weekly. And as for those rumors about Dewan Tatum's own fling with Justin, those, she says, were actually true. When Andy Cohen asked the World of Dance judge, did you ever have a moment with Justin? She replied, oh, Andy, you just go there. You know that I love you. Um, yeah, we dated. Yeah, yeah, we dated. Not that long. We were like friends that then dated. But she clarifies, I was not the rebound. I was very clear not to be that. So, <laughs> okay. A lot to unpack there. <laughs> First of all, unfortunately, the dance-off is not real. Damn it. That would have been the most 2000s thing in the world. 90-minute dance-off. I know. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting to read that they dated because a few fans, and I don't think it's the majority have speculated that Justin had actually cheated on Britney with Jenna, or there was, like, some gray area situation where he had hooked up with her while him and Britney weren't officially over. So there's another little tidbit. I have no idea how much truth there is to that situation. Anyway, back to the breakup. They actually shared a publicist who told the media, quote, they love each other very much and have not broken up on March 20th. Less than a week later, Brittany replied to a question about being in a relationship. Quote, I would not say I was in an intense relationship with anyone at the moment. Two days later, on March 27th, she told an interviewer on British TV's Big Breakfast show, quote, I'm single right now. So at the end of March, uh, they were clearly broken up. As this article writes, quote, now that they've said bye-bye-bye, what should Brittany and Justin do next? Well, have a messy and drawn-out breakup, of course. What else do you do when you're young and dumb? During the public breakup, Dennis writes in Inside the Dream that they were actually working towards getting back together at this point. And then apparently something happened just when they were about to make amends. Uh, what this something is is not actually revealed, but I guess it was bad enough that Justin broke things off for good. Sort of. It's it's messy. It's a lot messier than I think people uh, realize. But it's not really that surprising because they're both, like, 20. Yeah. So. Honestly, at first, it kind of seemed like Justin was doing... Was going the sad, weepy, whiny, but, like, respectful enough, I guess, route. In April, for example, he told Rosie O'Donnell that he, quote, would never ever do anything to disrespect Britney or degrade her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so that same month, an Us Weekly headline read, Britney and Justin, it's over. Friends say their picture-perfect love was never what it seemed. Very interesting title. Um, I don't know. Makes me feel like their PR was going one route and then it totally went off the rails. Um... Brittany, however, insisted that they still talked all the time, which, again, I feel like this points to her getting ready for a public uh, reconciliation or at least going, um, like, the, the friend route in public, you know? In an interview with People magazine in June 2002, Justin revealed that he had not yet gone on record discussing the breakup because, quote, it hurts too bad to say it. You get to a point where you're crying yourself to sleep at night. I feel like I'm in the middle of a soap opera. I honestly know what it's like to have a broken heart now. Wow, that's just so sad. 
Around the same time, Brittany told The Sun that, quote, I'm still hurting, but I am trying to see it as an experience. The worst thing is everyone wants to talk to me about it. Everywhere I go, people are asking how I am. She also said that after splitting from Timberlake in May, she hadn't actually found a new relationship yet. Um, so that also says to me that they broke it off officially for the second time in May. Right. Mm -hmm. So they keep sort of like getting back together behind the scenes and then breaking it off. Right. I mean, typical. She added, quote, I'm the type of person who can't go from a serious relationship and then just start dating someone else straight away. It's a strange feeling getting used to being single again, but I suppose I'll have to cope. I'm just starting to get the knack of it because ever since I was 15, I've been in a serious relationship. Brittany had actually been telling people that they broke up because they wanted different things in life. Well, Justin had said that she wanted to get married and he did not. And that was the reason for them ending things. Which is funny because people were speculating that they were going to get Mm -hmm. engaged and to me that actually makes him the bad guy here so i don't know why he was saying that also at this time in may of 2002 her parents were getting a divorce so we discussed that in the first or second episode of this podcast but sort of keep that in mind that there's a lot going on here especially involving relationships all right we're gonna go month by month in July, Brittany was wrapping up her iconic Dream Within a Dream tour in Mexico City. Let's take a bit of a break from Justin and talk about Brit's career at this point. So this last show was actually filmed for a documentary, Stages, Three Days in Mexico. The docu follows Brittany as she's getting ready for her show. We get to see again, uh, as we did for the Oops tour, how tour life is for her and all the work and stress that goes into it. She even gets a visit from a psychic who, like, tells her about her love life. There were rumors that she had a team of psychics. Really? She's very, very, very into that stuff, yeah. Uh, she still is. I mean, you can I tell from that. her Instagram. The things that she posts are very, like, mm -hmm. psychic. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're in Mexico City, and there's this really awkward and gross moment. A few of you, or many of you, I'm not sure... Uh, may have seen this. During a press conference, a reporter, a male reporter, I believe, asks her to stand up and, like, show everyone what, sh what she's wearing. And he does, he's, like, spit around, right, to, like, show her mm -hmm. her butt. And, um, I mean, she's obviously distressed, and she tells him, quote, you can see it when I leave. Huh? Allegedly, the paparazzi in Mexico City were so aggressive that Britney had a body double whose job was essentially to mislead them. Infamously, Britney gave the finger to the paps in Mexico, which apparently angered uh, Mexican fans. Oh, please. Yeah, this was, uh, this is nothing compared to the things that she said in <laughs> later years about paparazzi and two paparazzi, mm -hmm. but, and of course all deserved. Yes. The director of stages, Judy Hoffman, recently revealed in a Vanity Fair article that she was not allowed to show Britney smoking or drinking. And interestingly, no beverages that were considered competitors of Pepsi were allowed to be shot. 
She also said that, quote, you just felt her loneliness and sadness and it was hard to talk to her. I just wanted to leave her alone. I felt so sad. I didn't want to be another press person torturing her. Like we keep saying, what happened in 2007 was not random. It was not like Britney suddenly, and I'm doing like bunny ears here, went off the rails. Okay. Bunny ears. <laughs> bunny ears. That's not what happened. This thing's built up for a long time and the circumstances in which she was living and everything that happened, it created this storm of shit. This storm of a shit. shit storm, if a you will. shit storm. <laughs> exactly, it created a shit storm. In an interview for the film that did not make the final cut, Brittany told Hoffman that her goals at the time were to take belly dancing lessons and to enroll at New York University, so NYU, which is um, sort of a prestigious university. I find that interesting because Brittany is often portrayed as some sort of vapid girl with. What's that Taylor Swift song? She stays up too late. She's got nothing in her brain. <laughs> like the dumb blonde exactly. stereotype. But you can tell that she was interested in furthering her education in some way, but she never got the chance to do it. And honestly, was that her fault? I Or even her decision? I, uh, I don't know, but it's something to think about uh, when you see her being portrayed like that. Um, she also calls her mom Lynn many, many times, and she expresses that she would love to go to Greece. I would also love to go to Greece. And she recently posted an Instagram post saying that, remember the wedding thing? She was like, where should I have my oh, wedding? Yeah. Italy, Greece? Yeah. So I hope she gets to go to Greece and I hope she enjoys it. Sadly, she sort of acknowledges that she won't be doing any of that. Uh, she knows she'll just be hanging out at Serenity. If you recall, that's the house that she had built for her mom because she knows that at this point in her career, she's too famous. She can't go anywhere without it being this huge event, right? So the thing about Mexico City and why it's sort of infamous in Britney lore is that the concert was eventually canceled. This left a bad impression on many fans, of course, but this documentary shows us why and how this happened. There was a torrential thunderstorm and the performance was outdoors, which forced Britney to adjust choreography at the last second, and she eventually left the stage before the end of the concert. People who say Britney was just a puppet or that she never did anything, you can literally watch her here ordering people on the phone about where the dancer should be and what song she'll be performing. So she at least had some agency, despite being told for most of the documentary where to go and what to do. And she definitely for sure knew what she was doing. Of course, she didn't do it alone, but she is responsible for her own success. So let's stop crediting men for women's success. That really bothers me. Period. Another Taylor Swift quote. Anyway, okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I remember that whole Kanye thing. Oh, She was yeah. like don't let men, um, like, take credit for your success. Mm -hmm. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Anyway. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> halfway through Stronger, which is the, or which was the fifth song in the concert, she addressed the crowd, quote, I'm sorry, Mexico, I love you, bye. 
An Entertainment Weekly headline read, quote, Oops, she did it again. Alienated the entire country of Mexico for the second time in a week, that is. Damn. The entire, the entire, the entire country. country. That's how big of a deal Britney was. She alienated yeah. the entire country. Just by going off the stage. Everybody cared so much that they were, every single one of them, they were like, fuck you, Every Brittany. single person in that country. <laughs> so, in August, she presented Michael Jackson with a birthday cake at the VMAs. And after she announced a six-month break, yes, six months only, think of how long she's been just going and going and going. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Entertainment Weekly published an article rejecting New York Times' uh, recent bold suggestion that Britney's, quote, star had fallen. Instead, Entertainment Weekly opted to essentially bash her career saying that she needs to do things like choose movie projects more carefully, write a good song, unless her writing sucks, try to do an unplugged event if she could even pull it off vocally, and um, then they're just kind of like, she should truly disappear. Yeah. Whoa. It's starting to get really, really vicious. Yeah. Um, And this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is actually tame compared to things that come out later on. According to this article, she missed an opportunity to use the Justin breakup as a way of humanizing herself. Yeah. What? This article is bullshit. Nobody um, wants to use their own breakup for something. Unless you're Justin Timberfake. Yes. <laughs> In September, the US Weekly headline read, quote, Brittany and Justin, did she betray him? Friends now allege that cheating and jealousy drove the dream couple apart and led to Britney's career break. So the narrative is already, it's already changing, right? Remember before it was sort of, oh, well, it wasn't as great as it seemed, and it wasn't really calling anybody out specifically. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're focusing on Britney. It's all Britney's fault. And in October, she was photographed wearing the absolutely iconic and legendary Dump Him shirt. So, we got that. <laughs> we got that, folks. Justin, meanwhile, was preparing for a takedown. He was also preparing for a solo career. And those two things, in my opinion, are inseparable. Inseparable. <laughs> okay, I was not really, like, conscious during this time in history because I was only three. <laughs> but it is my understanding that Justin believe it or not, was not really expected to be the breakout star of NSYNC. The band was on a hiatus, and he had taken this opportunity to launch a solo career. But apparently, J.C. Chazé, who we talked about, he was also in the Mickey Mouse Club, was the favorite. So he's, J.C. was like the Harry Styles, I guess. Okay. Right? And then who's J.T.? So he was JT? Like, J.T. is Justin. Oh, oh, who... I it's was like, just oh, have you lost your damn mind? Okay. Um, like Zane. I said Zane. Yeah. Okay. So he. But now Harry. Is... So they were always competing in the band. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. Um, and JC was largely seen as the more talented, the one, the one who should have a 
breakout career, but Justin was the one, I think, who first attempted a solo career just like Zane. And just like Zane, he cheated on his longtime girlfriend. Zane cheated on Perry. Perry? Well, anyway. <laughs> so Brittany gave him like this huge boost just by dating him. I mean, we know how insanely popular she was. Not to say NSYNC weren't popular, but they weren't at her level. This is kind of obvious when you learn that his first sit-down interview for network television was in 2002 with Barbara Walters to promote the release of his debut solo album. In the interview, when asked about how their relationship ended, Justin replied, quote, I remember when we decided we were going to go our separate ways. We sat down and I said to her, if there's ever a moment where you ever need me, you can rest assured that I will be there because I love you as a person and I will always love you. But I also said, I could really get myself in a horrible position if I was to say something and somebody misinterpreted because that happens all the time. And I promised her that I wouldn't say specifically why we broke up. Then Walters continued to sort of push him and even alluded to Brittany being unfaithful. He replied, quote, you know, we're not perfect and I do not judge anybody. It's just a situation of, it's just not enough anymore. It's just young love. It's just young love. It was a very intense relationship, that's for sure. End quote. So the interview, right after this, like right after they talk about Brittany and, you know, allude to her being a mm -hmm. cheater, it cuts to him at the piano playing a super cute little ballad titled Don't Go Horrible Woman. Oh. Which is not on the album, but uh, I'll read some of the lyrics. So, you had your chance to be my lover. I guess you needed something more undercover. And you know, that ain't cool. So let's skip the drama. Call your mama and tell her she better just come get you. Because frankly, baby, you ain't with the gas in my BMW. Um, I'm, I'm speechless. Hold on, it's, it's, it gets worse. I thought our love was so strong. I guess I was dead wrong. But to look at it positively, hey girl, at least you gave me another song about a horrible woman. What? <laughs> so this song is basically about how this horrible woman is essentially worthless. It's also a shit song. I mean, those lyrics are cringe as fuck. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, it's funny how he's like, I would never say anything bad about her. And then he's like, Brittany, you're a horrible woman. Yeah. And he's already using her for clout. I mean, he's a clout goblin. Let's be honest. Call her a horrible woman, and that is just the beginning. It's uh, kind of hilarious that he also expresses uncertainty about whether him and Brittany would get back together in this interview when he sang that song. Like, what? After the stunt you just pulled? Uh, no, no thanks. Not to mention, this is the infamous interview when he revealed that they had had sex. Oh my god. Yeah, no, he's doing he her He pulled out so all wrong. the stops for this one. 
I mean, and he knows the media is going to tear her apart for that because they yeah. were so obsessed with Britney's virginity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the album Justified or, as several fans may know it, Pussified too much because we don't really care, but we need to talk about one song, unfortunately. Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River. If you don't know it, go read the lyrics or something, but you probably know it. Let's start with the alleged origin story. In an E! True Hollywood story special about Timbaland, who is the producer of this song, he revealed that, quote, Justin went to a concert and saw Britney, and Britney talked about him in the show, and he was pissed. So I actually tried to find out exactly what Britney said, but no record of this alleged mention could be found. Not a single thing. And you would think that that would be in the news. Mm-hmm. It's possible that the people who did report it, report on it just never uploaded the article or it got lost somewhere on the internet. It's been a while. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't find it, so who knows. According to Justin Hin- Justin himself in this special, which, by the way, aired in 2011. So he is still talking about their breakup in 2011. Oh my god. And they broke up in 2002? Yeah, 2002. Holy crap. Oh yeah, he used this. He rode this way for a long time. That's just, like, pathetic. Quote, I was on a phone call that was not the most enjoyable phone call. I walked into the studio and he, Timbaland, could tell I was visibly angry. And then I guess he he just started writing down the song with another songwriter. Timbaland recalled, quote, I was like, man, don't worry about it. And he was like, I can't believe she did that to me. And he was like, you are my son. You are my earth. I don't know why, but that makes me cringe and just laugh so hard for some reason. Like what? Imagine he comes in, he just is so angry. And then... He breaks out into the song like it's High School Musical. Oh my god. He's like, I can't believe she did this to me. You and my son. You and my... uh," Or you and my whatever. Anyway. How can someone be the sun and the earth at the same time? You know what? He should have said, you were my son. I was your moon or something. He should have. But I don't know how Timbaland didn't, like, burst out laughing. He probably did. This is probably fake. Like, this probably isn't how it went down. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) So, in a 2003 interview with Rolling Stone, Britney revealed that Justin had actually called her ahead of the video's release. Quote, he called me up and asked me if it was okay. I can't believe I'm telling you this right now, but who cares? He called me up and wanted to supposedly get back together, or whatever. But behind it was, and by the way, you're in a video that's coming out. That kind of got slipped in. Don't worry about it, it's not a big deal, he said. Brittany told him to go ahead with the video, even though she didn't know what it was about. Quote, I hadn't seen it. Then it came out, and I said, I should have freaking said no to this shit. I was so like, what? What is going on right now? But, hey. And I said, why did you do this? He goes, well, I got a controversial video. And I was like, you did. Yay for you. So he got what he wanted. I think it looks like such a desperate attempt, personally. But that was a great way to sell the record. He's smart. So Is that the one with the blonde girl? We'll talk about it. Okay, 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 okay. 
So they were gonna get back together. He called her and he was like, let's get back together. And then he, even though he- When was this? He, it was after he filmed the video. What, what, what year? 2002. Oh, still 2002. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that what? weird? <laughs> so he writes a song about her called Horrible Woman, bashes her on TV, and then films this music video that he knows she's going to get dragged through the mud for, calls her up and is like, hey, you're in a video, and by the way, uh, do you want to get back together again? Maybe he didn't want to, like, look like the bad guy. I guess, but this was not public information. Yeah. I think he's just kind of, like... I don't know. He's... He has problems, clearly. I don't know. I mean... He has Britney mania. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Okay, but imagine if your ex pulled this shit. Like, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, no. Stabbed in the back. Or maybe he did it so that she wouldn't be, like, expecting... Okay, wait, he was manipulating her so that she'd okay the video. Yeah, that's probably it. Ugh, I hate him. Yeah. So, what's the big deal about this video? I am going to give a quick synopsis for those who have never seen it. This blonde woman who was hand-picked by Justin as a Britney lookalike walks out of her house with some dude. She's wearing Britney's pink newsboy cap. It's very obvious it's supposed to be her. She's got Britney's tattoo. Justin gets out of his car that he's been creepily stalking her in and throws a rock into the window to break into her house. And there's like this weird anti-gravity thing and he's floating around. (sighs) I don't know. He looks around for a video camera so he can film himself making out with this model who then leaves the house while Justin stays behind. Brittany, not Brittany, returns and he follows her around and then watches her take a shower. Brittany, not Brittany, turns around, but Justin is gone. She looks around only to find the video of Justin making out with the model playing on her TV. What the fuck? Ew. So, the video concept was actually created by the director, Francis Lawrence, who described the video as Justin, quote, stalking around in the rain, wearing a hood to cover himself up, Breaking into someone's house. I mean, it's all very violating and creepy. He's getting revenge and he's obviously not in a healthy sort of place. But I didn't want to see a sentimental take on the song. I was much more interested in seeing the dark, twisted version. And luckily, he went for it. It definitely comes off as creepy. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they wanted. Very creepy and disgusting. Lawrence goes on to say that the word Britney was banned from the video set. So no one could say Britney. Like, Voldemort? Yeah. (laughs) Literally, like, Voldemort. That's so odd to me, and it's honestly even creepier than the video itself. In a video, on a set for a video about Britney. it gives me Ellen telling um, her employees not to look her in the eye vibes. My god. Doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. So, according to the director, they never even said it was about Britney. Like, they never had this discussion. They just skirted around it. Because Justin and her were on the same label, which is super messy. Um, I mean, you want to... These are two giant artists. You don't want to tear one down when they're from the same label. Yeah. Because money. Yeah. He also says that Britney was actually shown the video before its release. I don't know if that's true. And I'm not sure she could have or even would have stopped it at this point. One, I mean, she had a lot of 
power, but at the same time, as we know, her team makes horrible decisions. And also she's a very gracious woman. And I think she's too gracious at times, right? She's very mm-hmm. forgiving. Um, when asked about the video and the not, and the Britney, not Britney lookalike, Justin had this to say, quote, the video is not about her. The video is about me. Um, that's funny because your whole career is about Britney. It's so weird. It's so, oh my God, he blows my fucking mind. Okay. So, and not in a good way. (laughs) Here's an MTV article explaining Britney's reaction. Quote, Spears, meanwhile, won't fess up to the connection either. Calling in to TRL on Friday, she denied there was even a resemblance between herself and her supposed doppelganger. The last time I looked in the mirror, I didn't think I really looked like her. When asked what she thought of the clip, Spears would only say, boys will be boys. Despite this, the article quotes a friend of Spears as saying Timberlake employed the tabloid tactic purely for publicity because his album, Justified, wasn't selling as well as expected. Interesting. Another family source said that Brittany and her mom, Lynn, are having a good chuckle over the whole thing. Now, I don't know if I believe that last part. Um, I think she was pissed. Rightfully so, but I think she would be very upset by that. Mm -hmm. So, the album was underperforming, but after the Cry Me a River video, Justin absolutely blew up. Would he have had the same level as success had he not used Britney like that? I'm not sure. I mean, there's no denying his talent, but talent isn't everything. This drama absolutely gave him a boost, and it's not really its not really the drama that bothers me. It's more so the way that he went about everything, like how he handled it all. He blindsided her. He completely trashed her image after promising he wouldn't. And then, of course, there's a bunch of evil shit he says about her later um, that is just beyond We'll discuss those in later episodes because this is just going to be too long. But what's funny is that Brittany actually mentioned the video in a, in, in a recent Instagram post. She's always posting about our content right before we record. Like, or like right after. It's just so... Wow. We're in sync. Oh, no pun intended. Like she, po- <laughs> like she posted about the 2001 VMAs the week we were going to record right. that episode. And the wedding. Like what? She posted about the wedding. Yeah, the literally right after we recorded. Yeah, it's she's like she knows. watching. <laughs> it's got me, y'all. So let me read this Instagram caption. So it's this real. Um, she's doing her little dance. You her know, little dancey she, like, dance dances around, kind of posing and. Modeling all of these cute new outfits. I'm pretty sure they're new. I hope they're new. Queen deserves new wardrobe. Yes. And oh, the newsboy cap. Yep, she's wearing a newsboy cap in part of it. So the audio is kind of funny. It's like clapping. <laughs> I don't know. I think it. I think she's trolling. I think this is like a joke thing to her. Anyway. Okay. Caption quote thoughts while making this video thinking emoji. Hmm, something looks familiar. The hat, hat emoji. Wait, I look, eye emoji, like that girl in the Justin Timberlake video with that hat in Crimea River. Three exclamation marks. Oh shit, that's, all caps, me. 
three exclamation marks. I'm Britney Spears? <laughs> Star emoji, question marks. I guess I forget that sometimes. Monkey emoji, laughing crying emoji, shrugging emoji. Oh shit, I look like a doctor in this video too though, with the white coat, doctor emoji. Maybe, all caps, I'm the doctor. I mean, who's playing who? Uh, tongue out, Winky. emoji, question mark, question mark, question mark. I mean, my brother wears that kind of hat. But wait, the skirt. I haven't worn a skirt in forever. Three exclamation marks. Am I Britney Spears? P.S. All caps. Hmm. Uh, thinking emoji. All this time? Play on my icons. Play on. <laughs> winky. No, not winky. Just tongue out crazy. Crazy silly tongue out emoji. silly goofy mood emoji. That's <laughs> what? <laughs> So let's I unpack think she's throwing that. Shade. I think she's throwing shade. She's like, in 2002, she was telling people, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I don't look like her. So I think she's just calling back to that and saying, wait, that's me? That is me. <laughs> I'm Britney Spears. I guess I forget that sometimes. I think that's just her saying, I forget like my power. And that I'm I an am. icon. Yeah. yeah. The video and song for Crimea River went on to win multiple awards. Uh, we might talk about that a little bit in whichever episode we cover 2004 in. Could be next episode. It's kind of relevant. After Crimea River, Justin totally dropped the concerned ex act. In December of 2002, he said, quote, if she had a clue, she wouldn't have made Crossroads. Rude. In the MTV article, they claimed a bunch of stuff that kind of makes no sense to me. Quote, a source from the Timberlake camp told the magazine that Spears invited Justin to her birthday party on December 2nd in her childhood home in Kentwood, Louisiana. Neither Spears nor Timberlake spokespeople would comment on the article. We're just going to continue to take the high road, a Spears rep told us, and neither camp returned MTV News' calls by press time. Do you believe that she actually invited him to her birthday party? Um, I don't know. I mean... Like, I she know. saw that video, and then she's like, yeah, Justin. That's so messy. <laughs> yep. They're so messy. Yeah, I believe are. it, because that was that is something I would have done. Like, as a petty thing? No. Just as a messy thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would... I Yeah, I think it's not that weird when you think about messy breakups. Yeah, it seems weird. You're like, one day you're like, oh, I love you. Oh, no, I don't. It's like back and you're forth. You're like, oh, you trashed me in front of the entire world. And um, and you're like, oh, but I miss you. me, but <laughs> I still miss you, babe. Justin's career skyrocketed after Crimea River. He became a victim, but nonetheless, he also transformed from boy band member into this like cool and respected artist. Brittany, on the other hand, was absolutely decimated by the media. Despite previously having decided to take a break, she returned to the studio in the winter of 2002 to start working on her next album, one of her best, In The Zone. And there, she replied to Justin. But we'll get there when we get there, folks. All right, let's uh, talk about something else a little bit interesting. So, fun fact, did you know Brittany had a restaurant? No, I did not know that. Yeah, because it only lasted six months. Oh. So, this in 2002, 
Forbes ranked Britney as the world's most powerful celebrity. Of course, all that shit with Justin went down, but I kind of peppered in throughout the episode some other things here and there, like the MTV Awards with MJ and the Crossroads premiere. In June 2002, she also opened a restaurant in collaboration with a seasoned restaurateur, Bobby Ox? I'm just gonna say Ox. The restaurant was called Nyla, which was inspired by New York, NY, and Louisiana, LA. The opening had a very strange guest list. Are you ready? Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, Bo Derek, and Ja Rule. So just like really strange. Yeah. And Donald Trump was not a politician at that time. Yeah, right. So weird. Anyway. That is strange. But these are all like uh, New York people, I think. That's why. So the restaurant served Cajun cuisine and then switched to Italian once it was flopping. In November of that same year, so six months later, the restaurant shut down. Brittany, or I'm assuming her lawyers, cited mismanagement and noted that she had never derived any funds from the restaurant. Quote, Britney Spears has severed all involvement with the Manhattan restaurant Nyla and the company which operates Nyla. Spears believes that she has been left no alternative other than to terminate her relationship with Nyla as a result of management's failure to keep her fully apprised of information relating to the restaurant and its operations. The company that was running Nyla owed debt that they couldn't pay off, so they had to declare bankruptcy. Oh. That's what happened. Shit. Okay. In 2020, the restaurateur Bobby Oaks had some interesting things to say about Mr. Jamie Spears. Everybody hates Jamie. (laughs) Seriously. Quote, I had a similar problem with Jamie. He didn't have any say in the business, but a few days prior to the grand opening, out of the blue, he came storming into my office at 9 a.m. with an unknown young man and woman. He appeared to be either hungover or high because he was literally bouncing off the walls. In front of my managers and chefs, he announced that the young man and woman he was with would be hired as managers for Britney's restaurant. He was so out of it and screaming, nobody is going to ruin my little girl's place. He wanted the chefs replaced and a completely new menu. It turns out Jamie had met the couple he wanted to run Britney's restaurant the night before in a random New York bar he had been drinking in. I explained to him I was the operating partner and this could not happen. He was clearly unhinged, screaming and hollering. He was in my face and I was expecting any minute he was going to get physical. I called Britney's mom, Lynn, and she was not surprised. Her reaction was, oh no, not again. Like Jamie had to be kept in check and tolerated. So Jamie later apologized, but quote, it's no surprise to me, Brittany doesn't want him running her life. I can't imagine him running anything. So in case you needed further confirmation that Jamie um, is an alcoholic, abusive piece of shit, there you go. Just fucking nuts. Nuts. Pretty much. Imagine your parent coming into your place of work, first of all. And then imagine them being, like, drunk or high or whatever. Screaming. Screaming at the employees. I absolutely not. Yeah. What a horrible man. Not just a horrible parent. But to do that is... It's not just unprofessional. It's on a different level. No, it's just... You're a shitty person. You're a shitty person. Absolutely. (laughs) 
And you shouldn't manage anything. You can't even manage a restaurant, so why would you be a conservator? Yeah, I know. He couldn't... He couldn't have a fucking gym. He declared bankruptcy. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, and that's not to say that alcoholics can't uh, be successful or do things with their life or be good people, of course, but um, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about Jamie Spears specifically... Generally, no. if you're always drunk, it's going to be difficult to do things. Absolutely. So, <laughs> alcoholics who are not um, sober, yeah, are just—they should not be in charge. No, they should not. <laughs> they be in should charge. not be in charge of someone's life. Also, so but the, anyway. <laughs> so the same month that Brittany opened her restaurant, a new girl came onto the scene. Someone grunge. Someone sort of. Punk. Avril Lavigne. Someone's. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. <laughs> anyway. Avril was coined the anti-Britney from the beginning of her career. No. That's right. Fellow Canadian and the blueprint for not like the other girls, Avril Lavigne was seen as Britney's main competitor uh, in 2002. I absolutely love some of Avril's music. I totally understand her place in pop culture at that time and forever. But we need to talk about how the media pitted them against each other and some really not nice things Avril said about Britney. Oh. Which might not necessarily be her, I don't want to say fault, but she was only like 17 or 18. Yeah. And imagine being thrust into the spotlight like this. And yeah, and then from, having people yeah. pit you against And she comes someone. from Napanee, which, if you're not from Ontario, which most of you are not, um, is, like, cottage, country, tiny, tiny town in I never, Ontario. I never even heard of it. So, in November of that year, uh, the same month that Crimea River was released, Entertainment Weekly published an article titled Avril Lavigne, The Anti-Britney. The article opens, this is really horrible, Quote, Chow Brittany skanks, or thanks, for the memories, Christina. That bit about Christina is another issue entirely that we will discuss next episode. How are you to know that, come the end of 2002, the girls of America would no longer be lowering their necklines in homage to you, but instead learning how to tie a necktie? And, quote, butt cheeks, dance beats, and gleeful artifice are suddenly out while tank tops, rock and reel, are unexpectedly back in. I hate it here. (laughs) Along with the New York Times claiming that Britney's star had fallen, this article makes it pretty damn clear that people were starting to root for her downfall. Avril actually rejected the title of anti-Britney at first, Quote, I don't like that term, the anti-Britney. It's stupid. I don't believe in that. She's a human being. God, leave her alone. The original leave Britney alone. Yes. And if even Avril, an 18-year-old who is totally new to this scene, is calling out the media for their treatment of her competition, you know it's getting bad. Mm -hmm. The article goes on to quote Tim Pullman, a successful radio station programmer. Quote, Avril is the defining artist of this phase of pop music. You could take every aspect of Britney's persona and look for the polar opposite in Avril. Whereas Britney was more glamour and less reality-based, Avril is much more the regular kid. For boys, she seems more attainable. 
girls can see themselves living more like her, dressing the same, being attracted to the same boys. What? So, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> girls are just, you know... All the same. We have only one facet of our personality. Yeah. We are single dimension. We don't have... We're not multi-dimensional. Yeah, we're one-dimensional, like a line. Yeah, this is like the original pick-me Absolutely. girl. She doesn't wear a crop top. She wears a necktie. Yeah. No, like, absolutely. okay. <laughs> and it created this, like, army of pick-me's. And it yeah. wasn't even their fault. It no. wasn't even their fault. What's interesting about this is despite what she says here, in April of 2002, before this article was published, she had this to say, quote, I mean, the way she dresses. Would you walk around the street in a fucking bra? Yes. She asks <laughs> rhetorically. I'm not trying to diss anyone, but with me, the clothes I wear on stage are the clothes I would wear to school or go shopping. I'm not going up on stage and dressing differently. Britney Spears goes up on stage and dresses like a showgirl. She's not being herself up there because she's dancing like a hoe. Is she a hoe? She says she's a virgin. You know, it's not clicking. She's doing one thing and saying another thing, you know? It's definitely not what I'm going to do. Oh, man. That's pretty bad. That is really bad. In a TRL appearance the same year, the host noted that there was a popular rumor going around on the internet that, quote, you hate Britney Spears. And he read the above quote that I just read. Avril and the crowd sort of, like, laugh while he's speaking. The crowd is clapping, and they're, like, cheering her on. She replies that the press likes to twist people's words, that she did not say those things, that, quote, I'm different from her. But she sort of laughs. And, I mean, it's totally insinuated that she did indeed say those things. Avril ends with, quote, she's doing her thing, and I'm doing my thing. And that's all I have to say. The host then asks if she'd ever go on tour with Britney and she just like completely ignores him and he's like, I'll take that as a no. Well, it would have been good for her career if she did, so it's her loss. Yeah, it's pretty... I feel bad for her because she has, that's like clearly a lot of internalized misogyny going on. Oh, you're right. Like, Britney's yeah. acting like a traditional woman. Yeah. And that means she's bad. And a hoe. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like we said, it's not... Avril has also gone on to say many nice things about Britney. And she was just very young here. And like we keep saying, she was influenced by society mm -hmm. as a whole. She was pushed as the anti-Britney. So, But I do think that this whole video is so indicative of how at this time it became cool to shit on Britney, right? So, quick recap. Britney and Justin break up. He publicly trashes her. Her parents get divorced. She has that concert fiasco in Mexico. She opens and closes a restaurant in the span of six months. And it's now becoming uncool to like Britney thanks to pop girls like Avril. Yep. Thanks, Avril. <laughs> we are sorry for this absolutely horrible, horrible, no good, very bad episode. It's important to understand the origin of her downfall and of course we have always discussed how the media had many not nice things to say about Britney since the very beginning of her career but all celebrities are talked about in that way right mm -hmm. 
but Britney's downfall is uh, unfortunately legendary because of how intense it was and from the heights that she toppled. So that is the start of it. And all of this happened from March to December of one year of 2002. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And we will talk more about um, Justin and her next episode and probably in other episodes to come because he just won't let it go. And yeah, it gets worse, but it also gets better. There are some bright spots in the coming years. So don't get all sad now. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Should we try and end on a good note? How will we do that? Oh, it's Halloween soon. Let's have a Britney question number two. Oh, okay. What is your like dream Britney Halloween costume? What if you could dress up as her and you had unlimited budget, unlimited resources? What would you go as? A uh, flight attendant Britney from Toxic. Oh, I tried. I looked for that outfit and it's nowhere. I don't know why, but... And then my second choice would be Oops, Red Catsuit Brittany. Because that outfit is also iconic. Okay, this is really hard. This is really hard. But I think I would go... I would want to go as Brittany here when she kissed Madonna at the VMAs. Right. So yeah. Brittany dressed up as Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not really a Brittany costume. Let me... Okay, let me come up with a better one. Brittany in the dem denim outfit is, like, very iconic, but mm -hmm. we don't like... And you've already gone as Brittany last year for Halloween. I did. Brittany. I was dump him, Brittany. Yes. Very iconic. You should do... You could do, um, movie premiere Brittany. Dress <laughs> over <movie> jeans. <laughs> I do love that one, but... Oh, 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 wait, wait. Okay, wait, I got it, I got it. <laughs> furious typing okay either this one do you know this Ooh, fit from from overprotected the pants like these pants yes yes the what are those called chaps the chaps and and or i do like a costume change or like i could go as that one and you could go as this overprotected britney so Overprotected Britney in the pink chaps, mm -hmm. and overprotected Britney in like the amazing mini skirt and like blue crop top combo, bomb outfits. Yeah, from her best video, in my opinion. Anyway, anyway, okay, let's wrap this one up. Take a breather. Do some self care. <laughs> listen to some um, Britney. Listen to Blackout because it's October and it is Blackout season. Yeah. Yep. All right. And free Britney. Of course. Oh my God. Every single time. Free Britney. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Spiritual Awakening. That's S-P-E-A-R-I-T-U-A-L. And check out our website at spiritualawakening.wixsite.com slash podcast for all of our sources, Brittany updates, and more. See you next time, and may the Holy Spirit guide you.